0: Okay, so welcome to Black Hippie Lounge. I'm your host, Chanel, and today we have a guest. Um, His name is Yanli, and he's a listener who um, has uh, expressed interest to want to be on the podcast. And so I'm definitely grateful to have him on. Um, We'll be discussing love and relationships. So um, Yanli, welcome to the Black Hippie Lounge.
1: Thank you, happy to be here.
0: Thank you for coming on. So um, I will start off by asking you, how did you hear about Black Hippie Lounge podcast and what made you want to reach out and be a guest?
1: So the way I heard about uh, the Black Hippie Lounge podcast, I was first, I was following you, Chanel, just randomly following, collecting regular pictures. <laughs> and then one time, uh, actually a couple of times, you posted in your story um, that you had a podcast, the Black, the Black Hippie Lounge. and. I just kept you know taking screenshots like hey i'll go back to this eventually because i was compiling a list of podcasts i could potentially listen to in the future um and then one day i was just on the way to the market and uh, i was like you know what let me click into this real quick and i listened the first one i ever listened to was let them go um Mm -hmm. i believe that was back in january because i remember those talking about you were talking about more so um kind of news resolutions and certain things like that so Mm -hmm. i don't know it's got and the fact that the podcast wasn't like three four hours because before that i was listening to like the joe button podcast Mm -hmm. and it's like i love the content it's just like super long so i cannot just sit there and get into it but the fact that yours are um 30 minutes you get right to it um it feels like a warm environment i'm like you know what let me tell a couple other people about this and uh eventually i wanted one to jump on Mm -hmm.
0: thank you so can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself
1: so my name is Young I was raised in Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, where I spent the most of my life. Um, I went to school initially for health care, but realized I hate hospitals. So <laughs> that switched kind of quickly because um, oh, because I'm uh, my family's from Haiti. Never been. Hope to go one day. Um, but in Haitian culture, a lot of times it's like medical field or Law, um, be a lawyer or engineer. If not, you're not doing anything with the family. At least in my my family, the kind of strict like that. So I went into um, nursing initially. Okay. Um, didn't want to do that, so I switched my major to health science because it was the quickest way to get my degree and get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, afterward, I realized, you know, uh, let's give, let's try my hat up in uh, information information technology. Um realized, hey, great benefits. This is cool, but I'm bored behind this cubicle. Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, I was just kind of like thinking around, like, what are some things that I really want to do? And I've always loved youth development. Um, and that's what I do today. I've been doing it for about six six or seven years now. Um, just really passionate about giving back to my community. A um, little, little backstory behind that. Um, I had a few friends who came up, you know, suddenly to, to myself in Cambridge, a lot of opportunities we weren't all well off or like you know uh in the middle class or upper class we all come from first generation college homes um, a lot of immigrant families um but the beautiful part about cambridge is there's always resources and opportunities to better yourself so um as i got older i found that some of my friends were just passing away due to um you know gun violence gang violence things of that nature and i realized that you know, where where was the miss? How can I impact my community, community differently? So that this doesn't happen because as a youth, I used to always look up to the guys who were older in my community who were doing, you know, some of those things in the streets. And um, if it wasn't for a program called the Workforce Youth Program, that kind of like, I was kind of forced to do because my mom's like, either do this or I'm kicking you out. And yeah. <laughs> it really changed my my perspective on things and kept me out the streets. So, um, and when I got older, I joined a program called uh, year up, um, in Boston, which really helped me, um, just change my mentality and, you know, make me just more easier to acclimate to like the more professional environment. So I'm like, you know what, how can I give some of these tools to the youth that I'm, where I'm from? And that's what I'm trying to do today.
0: Nice. I love that. I love that you, you you decided to give back and like, you know, you appreciated the program that helped you. So, you know, now you're helping other people. So it's definitely appreciated and it's needed, you know, um, especially, you know, myself, I came from working in youth development too. So it's definitely uh, needed work and it's definitely appreciated. Um, so we're going to talk about love and relationships, right? So what are your thoughts on dating today?
1: Oh, dating today. it's going to be an interesting topic. So um, <laughs> I feel that, you know, uh, social media has kind of made um, dating a little bit um uh, more tricky than it's been in the past mm-hmm. um not only social media but also like the pandemic and how that's kind of like changed the world as well right um I'm somebody who typically you know uh I, I wouldn't mind going like in when I was younger I would just go to a bar a club you know maybe a, a get-together or a gathering an event and that's how I would, I would meet somebody new and um go from there but now you know ever since the pandemic and being um you know, isolating and social distance and things like that and trying our best to stay safe and not catch COVID has um, been a lot of like online dating. So, which could be tricky and kind of a little unsafe in some cases. Right. Um, thankfully, in my experience, I haven't ex- experienced any of those situations, but um, I've seen them not only in the news, but firsthand from friends um, that hasn't always been the, the safest environment for them because you never know who's on the other side of that keyboard, right? right. Or that um, that cell phone. Um, So when I'm dating, I make sure that, you know, and I've had had some complications with this and have gotten like curved and ghosted because of this. Um, I make sure that, you know, the person knows um, not everything about me, but as much as they need to know to feel safe when we finally do meet up. Right. Mm -hmm. So there might be those cases where somebody wants to meet up like within the same couple of weeks of of the initial dm or any of that stuff but yeah. um i'm like let's let's take it easy take our time so that you can know that i and i always use this this line so that you make sure that you know that i'm not some like i'm not going to kidnap you i always say that <laughs> because um, i need to make and we laugh about it which is always a great icebreaker when i'm talking to somebody oh, um, online but it's i'm real with it i'm making sure that they know that um they're getting a genuine guy who's not about to do anything like uh
0: Crazy to them. Right. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Because um, I feel like uh, when it comes to online dating, I've definitely heard that, you know, difference at both sides. Some people who want to take it slow as far as meeting, and then other people who'd rather meet sooner than later to kind of, I guess, get it over with or figure out, you know, if that's the person that they want to keep talking to. So they have to do what works for you. Um, but exactly. yeah. So, how do you navigate dating relationships as a man today
1: today the way I, I i do it a lot differently than when i used to and i'll just be real with you i did fall into the spectrum of quote unquote you know uh making like fuck boy type decisions <laughs> um, and like not always taking the other person's feelings into consideration um something that really changed me um in like a real way was when uh, my nephew was born um and when I actually got into this work of youth development because um, I'll just use a, a, an example. I was uh, mentoring one of these um, young ladies. Um, she had to be nothing more than um, like 16 years old, right? And um, we were walking back from the facility and you know, she said, hey, can I just walk with you so I can just like vent about what's going on? It was pouring rain. Um, typically, I don't like to um, be in a setting that um where there's not a lot of people around especially when I'm a a female student Mm -hmm. um but i was really walking to my car it was outside in a public space so i just said you know why not and she was very distraught and she was just telling me like why do guys treat me this way in the rain while she's pouring um pouring tears out of her eyes and saying why do guys not like me why they treat me this way why am i constantly being used and i was just thinking i just thought to myself like oh my goodness how much of a jerk i was in the past right Mm -hmm. that literally um and not only that my nephew wanted to make sure he looks up to me and i instill all those values in him because when i was younger i used to look up to the older guys who got like who were talking to many girls at one time and all these girls were like after them and they were you know the quote unquote the man right Mm -hmm. um so you want to as a a young impressionable kid i want to be that um and then once you get older you realize or down the line you've heard a lot of people for no reason is to impress a bunch of people, bunch of like grown men who are doing the same thing that they were doing at like age 18 that they're doing at age like 42. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that that mentality has really like changed my thinking. So um, the way I kind of navigate now is just to make sure that I'm communicating properly, because one of the biggest um, challenges in relationships is communication, especially right. even in the talking stage. Right? right. So understanding like how the person on the other side like communicates, um, we'll get to this probably a little later, but like you know some of their their love languages, for example, do they like to um, are they a morning person? are they an evening person? do they prefer to be woken up at? Do they want that good morning text at seven am? do they do they prefer the, the good night text? Um, do they prefer edible arrangements over flowers? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a big one because I'm a big a big edible arrangements guy. Okay. Um, I find that I find that flowers die a little bit too quickly. but <laughs> again, it's about me um, understanding my partner and the person on the line like, okay, I might not want to get them flowers, but they want flowers. So get them flowers, right? Unless I have some, like, um, you know, something against, you know, giving people flowers and things like that. So um, that's a couple of things.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so on that topic, like, what are the struggles with dating today that you that you think exist?
1: Um, some of the struggles, I'd say, um, well, well, we'll go into social media in a minute, but I think, like, a lot of the gender norms is like probably the biggest issue, I think now, um, and I was just, just to say, like, you know, let's, let's use slavery, for example. Um, a lot of things that were considered as like back in, you know, the 1920s, thirties and things like that are completely different now today. Um, so that's why I feel that, you know, some of those, um, norms that, that might, that certain people might have expectations towards might be causing some of the, uh, the communication issues if that makes sense right mm-hmm. i'll just use an example um how do you feel about walk about um your partner having you on the inside of the sidewalk compared to like on the outside
0: um i i mean i definitely like that um and i i feel like most guys that i've you know went on dates with or dated it's just like kind of like an automatic thing that they do um but it's definitely something like i, I paid attention to But I definitely prefer to be like inside, yeah. I mean, definitely like, I feel like chivalry is definitely important. Um, Especially when you, if you've experienced um, dating someone who isn't (laughs) chivalrous, um, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's definitely, it's key. Yeah, for sure.
1: Exactly. Like some of the issues that I have is um, when I'm dating someone who, who might've come from dating a few men who, um know nothing about dates or chivalry um and then they come to me and it's like th- there's two things that might happen one they might love like oh my goodness i've never been on a date before i've never experienced it before thank you so much or to the side like what the heck what the heck are you doing i've gotten that when it comes to the walking on the side of the road thing um and then me having to kind of explain like the history behind that um, some women really appreciate it some are like you know what uh, let's just go out the window i don't have time for that or or they might even say like this is weird um so <laughs> that's one of the challenges with that um and with chivalry as things change now and you know um women become more financially um dependent on themselves and not having like really worried about the man as much like that i feel like some of the norms have kind of been shifted a little bit like me personally i'll always feel that if i invite you out on a date like hey let's go on a date i'm gonna pay for that date especially the first date mm-hmm. um the second one, if I invite you again, because we're still in the talking stage and we could talk about um, the whole distinction between talking stage, dating stage, relationship mm-hmm. stage. I feel like the generation has it all, all, all like shaky, like, you yeah. know, but um, you know, in certain stages, you know, the guy personally, I feel that um, if I'm the one asking someone to come out with me, then I feel a sense of obligation to like provide in that space and if the woman says, Hey, I would like to take the tip. Um, pay for the tip. I'm all right with that. Now, there is some men who might feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, demasculated in a sense, if a woman's um, paying for him in any capacity. Me personally, life is short. If you want to pay for this, great. I got the next thing, right? Um, right. I feel like one, one of the challenges has been the whole the conversation, the ongoing conversation about 50/50, and where 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 the draw where the line is drawn. Um, I'm somebody who's more like. Uh, I, I like to say like 60, 40 or, or whomever I'm with, however um we're able to navigate that together because um I don't I don't like to get too hung up on um let's count who's doing what like all right great I paid fifty dollars for this for this dinner make sure you pay fifty dollars for this um you know this lunch or something like that. You know what I mean? Just kind of tracking that. I feel like it should just kinda of like go with the flow depending on the situation. Um I'm not mayor so I can't really speak to that <laughs> how it works in like marriage but um, for me, I feel like one of the challenges has always has definitely been, um, just kind of like breaking down some more social norms and not be so hung up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot, of, a lot of times I've heard like, Hey, why aren't these guys, um, providing like their grandfathers and the rebuttal I always give there is like, you know, and a lot of women white might say, or guys might say like, um, uh, well, women aren't behaving like their grandmothers, mm-hmm. um, anymore. And me personally. I don't want you to be like my grand, my, my personally <laughs> like my grandmother, but grandmother's because in those times back then, it was more so like a lot of women had to kind of like, just go, they might be in a terrible situation. Maybe their man cheat on them left and right, but they feel obligated to stay in a situation because they're financially dependent or um, society might shun them for like wanting a divorce and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Where me personally, some of those norms, I'm like, you know what, let's just throw those out the window. And I never really understood the, you know, the a lot of guys say I want a woman who can cook and clean I can clean myself I could I could I could do better at cooking so if my if my partner can like help me out and teach me how to cook and we kind of do that together great but I never really understood the whole like you know wanting a woman to clean for you I'm like she's not my maid I, we can clean each other's messes like it's not right. a big deal um that makes sense so but there's that um I really do feel that social media is changing a lot of things and make it a little bit difficult to date because of um, you know, if we, if we take TikTok, for example, a lot of those TikTok skits are hilarious. I laugh at them constantly, but um, they do tend to reinforce um, stereotypes and toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. And as you see, like, you know, more young people like using some of these apps and seeing how some of those behaviors are, it becomes kind of an issue. Like. Um, I can't grab one t- right now. I was gonna, I was gonna think of a scenario off the top of my head, but I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> but um, there is a lot of those uh, situations where it's kind of like you know, just reinforcing some of those um, more toxic stereotypes that really don't belong in a, a, a healthy partnerships where communication is key and comprehension is just as more, just as important, right? right. Um, so there's those um I think another challenge for when it comes to dating is like finding places to meet good people mm. um I know now there's a lot of like great dating sites I don't want to use great I want to say there's a lot of great <laughs> there's a lot of dating sites that <laughs> I know people have used them um I've used tinder before and, and certain other certain other applications but um I know that's a challenge for some people especially if you're someone who prefers that in-person connection right, right. um you know you go somewhere you meet somebody if you click great if you don't then you know you try another opportunity. Like me personally, I like to meet people on Target. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like some of those conversations are really um, a little bit more robust than if I meet somebody um, at the end of the night at a club, we're both intoxicated and we don't remember what the conversation was, but we click based on like uh, a physical appearance, right?
0: right. Um,
1: so those are a couple of the challenges, I think.
0: No, that makes sense. Um, and I agree. It's I mean, there's a lot of challenges with dating today. And I, I definitely agree that social media plays a huge role. Uh, influence on that because um, even myself like you know scrolling on Instagram and stuff and you just see so many of these um, I mean for me as a woman definitely you know independence is important to me just to be able to to take care of myself but what I've noticed is that there's just a lot of this debate on finances um, whether it be you know women feeling like men should provide um, and then You know, men feeling like, like you said, like, well, if I'm going to provide, then you should be in the kitchen type of situation. So I just feel like everybody at the end of the day, we all have our preferences, but I definitely feel like social media uh, has really influenced the dating scene, but not in a great way. Um,
1: exactly and i feel that uh, i definitely have to clarify that i don't think women belong in the kitchen i definitely <laughs> don't think that um but you know that that was, that was more like the when it comes to 50 50 because i you know can, yeah. can use some work in the kitchen um right. so you know, it's all about that balance but um also i feel like social media um definitely has like you know when they talk about the ideal um person to date right one of the challenges i think like uh for men dating it can be like you know uh, when you see a lot of these posts it's about I want my a guy who's six feet tall with a beard and, and might have tattoos and a career in his own uh, house and apartment and a car and and all these and a woman a woman needs to have um, you know a, multiple degrees and uh, you know her career on point her own finances um, a flat stomach um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, limited makeup you know just all those kind of things that you know it, the media constantly projects um, especially when it comes to body <laughs> imagery and yeah. things like that. Um, that, I feel like that can definitely be a challenge because I know, because I, know, um, I met a lot of the, the young men I mentor, like, oh man, I don't look like a lot of these guys. I don't think I'll ever find a woman. I'm like, are you funny? And they're like, yeah, I have them dying in, in the classroom. Use that,
0: right. <laughs>
1: like, use that. There will be women who will find you funny. And um, it's always a great story when I hear them like down the line saying, hey, I got my first um, you know my first date and it went great and things like that. I was nervous, my hands are sweaty. I'm like, hey, how'd you get it? I was just, I was just myself and I was funny. Mm-hmm. so you know I, I, you know I mean I feel like social media rushes a lot of things and, and puts a lot of pressure on people a lot of times that people are just trying to connect with somebody who's just genuine um, you know because a lot of times you know in this metaverse of ours um, a lot mm-hmm. of things aren't genuine it's, fiction, it's, it's fictional so um, they project what they want to so I feel like that's a lot of some of the challenges that come into to dating as well because yeah. I've been catfished a couple of times myself so
0: mm-hmm. I would say I would agree and I feel like when you mentioned about pressure I just feel like for men and women there's pressure you know I feel like especially as we get older with dating, it's like, oh, I feel like for me, what I've noticed is a lot of, you know, this idea of time and, and not wasting your time or, you know, after this amount of time, if that if that man hasn't, you know, proposed or asked you to be his girlfriend or whatever, then it's like, you know, you're not supposed to keep, keep going and stuff. And I feel like stuff like that, I mean, granted to an extent, yeah, it could be useful, but I also feel like too much pressure is not good you know we are supposed to just let things kind of flow naturally and and like you said get to know people like really get to know i feel like that's something that we just don't do like we don't actually get to know people fully before committing or just you know putting a label on things and stuff so i think that um yeah dating is tough (laughs) uh nowadays
1: for sure definitely um, and I think that uh, like when it comes to like the labels and things like that I think one of the for me because um, when I was thinking about like what's something else to give advice about about dating I think one of the biggest things would be like to build a friendship and just generally get to know the person um I feel like you know so a lot of times it is, it is kind of you know you want to rush into certain things because I understand that you know some women feel like they because of society um, might feel like they're, might, and, and family, feel rushed to be married before like 30, right? Or um, have 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 children before a certain age. And I understand a lot of that, you know, connects with like, you know, biological clock and things like that, but it is always like a little heartbreaking just when I hear um, a lot of my, you know, female friends kind of just talk about, hey, uh, my family's pressuring me to, you know, have a kid by now or be married by now, or at least have a sustained, uh, uh, a stable man, and it's like my priority right now isn't isn't that it's to build up my career. But I understand that you know I need to have this before 35 and things mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I feel like for a man, at least I'm um, from I statement, me personally, I never have felt that rush to uh have kids and be married. Personally, I want to have kids, I have like six kids by 24 years old.
0: Oh wow! Right? Um,
1: I'm <laughs> in my thirties now. I don't have one kid, and I'm so glad that didn't end up happening. <laughs> um, but you know. Um, but I've never actually felt, and when I tell people, they laugh just like that, Like I've kind of never had that pressure. Like, Hey, you need all these kids. You need to, um, you know, be at a certain space. I feel like, you know, when it comes to age, it might be, you know, the guy should have a certain, be at a certain place in his career, but dating wise, it kind of always has always felt that men just, um, have the floor to date, you know, more or less as, as long as they want. Um, you yeah, know, which is, which is always a challenge. So I always tell people like, Hey, if you can, you know, try to build a friendship first or build some type of, um you know, some roots at first. You know what I mean? I, I, granted, and that's that's part of like the talking stage, but you know, like as I said earlier, the talking and the dating stages, those can kind of get blended together. So the timing is kind of a challenge. Um, Sometimes like, hey, there's people might think that, you know, you should be in a relationship after, uh you know, a certain amount of months. I will definitely, I'll, I'll ask you like, how many months do you think that someone should be um dating or talking before being in a relationship?
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah, that was my next question. Cause like, oh. for me, it's tough because I've definitely been in a space where I I think, okay, so I've been single for a few years now. And before that I was in a relationship and in that relationship, I felt that I did kind of have those pressures of like, oh, I should be, you know, in a relationship and have kids and get married and stuff. So I felt that back then I was like, you know, after three months of talking, I was like, okay, well, what are we doing here, you know? and we ended up getting into their relationship, but ne- like after experiencing that relationship and obviously everyone is different, but after experiencing that, I realized that I prefer to take things a little bit slower as far as before jumping into an actual relationship um, and really giving myself time, like you said, to, to really get to know someone and create a friendship and create like an actual foundation. like really get to know them and really see like is this someone that I really could, you know, be long term with or, you know, because people change, you know, and as time goes on, you start to really see people in, in their element and you get to really get to know them and sometimes that desire to be with them changes. So now in dating, um it's tough because I can't say that I'm necessarily like forcing a relationship, but I'm, I'm open to a relationship right now. Um, but I definitely feel like I don't put pressure on creating a label as much as I did before. Um, whether it be on that person or myself, um, because I don't know, I guess partly it's, you know, not, I I like the freedom that I have as being single. Um, but I also feel like, for me to be in a relationship again with someone that person really has to like, I don't know. I don't want to be like that cliche, but like they have to be special, but it has to be something that I really feel like this person, like I, I, I need to be with them or not, not like that, but you know, like I feel like, okay, there's no reason for me to want to be dating other people. This is the person that I want to really grow with and settle down with. Um, so now i feel like when it comes to dating i just kind of let things flow um and happen naturally not necessarily having a, a timeline
1: oh well, i definitely that definitely resonates with me because um i too um that's certainly to what i'm doing now uh previously i feel like I'm, I'm glad you named you said the three months i feel like that's everybody's kind of cushion if it doesn't work within three months like they're either you know start something new or it's like hey so what are we doing um I always, maybe it's the, the number three or like that three months because uh personally whenever i'm in a relationship i know it's going to work if it makes it past three months a lot of times so but um personally i like to wait uh, i don't put a timeline on it necessarily um i kind of like to go with the flow sometimes but um my cutoff is always about like five or six months um if by the fifth month um, that, that might not you be, be a little bit too much, too long, honestly, because typically I would know um, a guy kind of knows, you know, who he wants to be with. Um, and a lot of times in my experience, I've kind of allowed um, the person I'm talking to, to kind of like, um, not necessarily like dictate, but like, if, if she, if she's on a timeline, I kind of go based off of her. Like for example, if we're, if we're talking for a few months and I can see that she wants to make this a little bit more serious or to be serious at all, then I know to take take this relationship a little bit more um, seriously, if you know what I mean. So a lot of times I won't even engage in a conversation unless I know that um, this might be fruitful because I don't really want to waste my time these days. Um, I used to love doing that. Let's just go with the flow. Let's date, date and talk to multiple people at once. I have a really bad um, personality (laughs) memory. So it's like um, I'm forgetting if I'm talking to 10 people at once, things like that, dating wise. So mm-hmm. um, so these days, I just prefer to like give somebody my all, my full attention, because um, if you're talking to multiple people, what's well, my biggest fear is, you know, telling, like forgetting what they said and be like, oh, remember remember that you went hiking over the weekend? And it was completely somebody different. So <laughs> I don't want to run into any of that anymore. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> but these days I date um, for intention. So a lot of times I'd like, you know what? If we can make it, you know, near six months, then I feel, feel like this is fruitful, I can, you know. Um, bring you around maybe like my family um mm-hmm. friends things like that well family takes a little bit longer maybe like a year plus but um friends like around you know six month mark maybe niece and nephew things like that mm-hmm. um but yeah
0: yeah no that makes sense um and like you said as we get older like i definitely feel like we should be moving with intention um because i mean if you i feel like for me if Like for myself, I have goals, I have, you know, vision for myself. So, you know, finding that person that fits into that is important. Um, And so having some form of intention is definitely good because like you said, you don't want to waste your time either um, with someone who's just not aligned with what you're looking for. Um, So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I feel like as long as you keep in your head and do what works for you, then that's, you know, the most important part, as long as you, you know, look out for yourself, and um, but like you said, you know, the whole talking to multiple people thing, like, that kind of gets old, too, and like you said, you can't, I feel like, for me, if you're talking to multiple people, you're not really getting to know them, because like you said, it's it's hard to keep up with, you know, what this person did, and that, what kind of conversations you had with them, so um when you focus on one person and really take the time to get to know them then you can actually grow something um that can be you know meaningful for you so um which and I wish that more people would do that you know um I feel like kind of like what we're saying like society kind of does enforce this idea of like dating multiple people it's because I see it on social media even for women like you know don't Put all your eggs in one basket don't focus on one guy like date around and stuff and i think that that's smart to an extent you know definitely but once you find someone that you know you really gel with why not you know give that a chance too
1: exactly i mean it's okay to like obviously keep your options open like especially in the earlier stages if there's nothing um you know if you didn't agree on you know what you're doing and you're just you're just going with the flow and talking mm-hmm. um But, you know, as things become progressing, get a little bit more serious, I feel like, you know, it's important to, like, deal with intention, especially nowadays, I'm living more into it and understanding more when it comes to, like, soul ties, uh, when it comes to, like, sexual intercourse and things like that. Um, You know, previously, when I heard about it, you know, you just kind of hear about it along with, like, energy chakra and sage and crystals and those kind of things, if you're somebody who doesn't really... Um, to practice those things and don't really pay attention to them. Right. But when I found, but I had like kind of some examples of, you know, when it, I was like thinking, like, oh my goodness, this, is, this might actually be true. <laughs> and, and this right. energy um, transfer transfer of energy, it can actually be true and you and and can feel it. Um, now, I'm not an expert on it, so I'm not the person to speak on it, but I do feel like to, to an extent, at least a baseline, you should um, just be, as you get older, be just more conscious of who you're, you know, having intercourse with or just giving your time in general to because um it can really affect you mentally especially if it's, you're dealing with somebody who might be a little bit more not, may, might not communicate well so yeah. you might really be um really be feeling this person but the communication skills are really bad it's influencing you your mental health and you know maybe you're stuck in a a situationship that you know was supposed to only be a, a one month and now it's like five years <laughs> and stuff like mm-hmm. that uh um, yeah. we can talk about you know situationships and, and uh, issues with those but um mm-hmm. definitely I feel like it's important to kind of like you know focus on, you know, that, that person that you actually want to give your energy to and, and see where it goes from there. And if, if that doesn't work, then hopefully you can become friends. Um, one of the challenges I have is when I am talking to somebody or dating somebody and it doesn't work out, I like to um, remain friends with them because, you know, maybe we built a bond or a connection or, you know, they're a great networking opportunity and, you know, we just, we vibe and we just didn't um, make it romantically. But the next person you talk to might not love that situation might not love that scenario um it wants you like you know cut off everybody that you talked to previously but um so that's something i'm kind of challenging um dealing with a little bit mm-hmm. um you know that balance of you know i want to respect your wishes but at the same time this is a strong network that i've put, that i've built right here and i want to make sure that i don't just you know throw it away uh, for something that might not last anyways you know what i mean
0: right no that makes sense um and what I was gonna say, well, you mentioned about you know talking versus dating versus relationship, um, and I feel like it's it's tricky because I feel like certain people have different ideas of what it is, um, and that can make things tough. Um, so I guess what I want to ask you is what what do you think are the differences between you know. Talking,
1: dating, or being in a relationship. Okay, um, the relationship part is the easier one, so I'll, I'll start there. Okay. Uh, relationship, you know, you're you're in a committed relationship to so that one person, that one person only. Um, you know, that's the one who's getting your the good morning and text and the good night text. You know, that's the one who's meeting um, your family, depending on where you are in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's the person that should go to person. You know what I mean? That should be. Um, th- I, I have had some you know, uh, back and forth feedback with this next part, but, um, I feel like, you know, your your partner should kind of like maybe be your best friend. You know what I mean? Um, I have male best friends and I have female best friends. So, you know, that person, your partner could just be in a different space as a best friend. But, uh, for me personally, I want to be able to always rely on that person in one way or another. Um, because that's, you know, the person I'm deciding to spend, you know, my majority of my time with. Um, so it's, I kind of feel about relationships. Um, obviously see it gets a little trickier a little bit different as you you know progressing you're thinking like you've been in a relationship with somebody for 10 years and things like that so it's more so like becomes kind of a marriage but uh baselines so i kind of feel about relationships um the dating stage that one gets a little tricky just because it's um are we dating you know inclusive like if it's just me ex- exclusively me and that one person or it's like you're kind of just, just dating around, which is why I don't really like the talking stage because some people might say, like, in the talking stage, you can talk to multiple people and there's no commitment. So that's where it's kind of tricky. So it's it, for me, when I'm in the dating stage of, of um, the relationship, I kind of just like to add like to, you know, put everything on the table. I like you. I'm only going on dates with you. Um, I'm only giving you kind of my time. We're not committed yet. But... Um, I'm investing my time with you and going on these dates with you as a person, right? Okay. Um, you know, some people might, you know, see dating as just, you know, you're still, you're still open, you're not in any commitments, so you're able to kind of like, you know, uh, still shop around and things like that. But I feel like the issue there, only issue there is if it's not communicated, right? Because right. um, yeah. in relationship, you know, so nobody belongs to you, you know what I'm saying? But right. we at least have a verbal contract that says, all right, I'm only going to talk and date you at this time, but... Um, with dating, it gets a little tricky when some people might say, Hey, um, we're not in a community relationship, So that's why I went on a date with somebody else, or I kissed so-and-so or, or whatever the case may be with that. Um, I feel like it's important, especially as adults to kind of just like put everything on a table, let them know what it is. So there's no confusion, which I find that, you know, a lot of men, um, in my circle, that I know personally, or even on social media call are quick to call women crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, did you tell them what it, what, what it is? Like, did you put everything on a table or did you. Assume things, and then when she found out, then she started. Then she reacted in a negative way, which caused you to call her crazy. So mm-hmm. typically, it's the second one where they didn't communicate anything, and you know they just kind of like you know triggered the woman, especially if it's somebody who has a history of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be challenging in that case. So uh, when it so when it comes to the talking stage, I'm like that's up in the air. That's um, that's DMs or direct messages. That's texting here and there. Um, no real commitment. You only need to you know send a. Uh, a text every day. If it's dating exclusively, I say a, a text a day, you know what I mean? Or at least um, uh, a couple of texts within a week. But mm-hmm. if it's just talking, no commitment, you can, uh, personally, I would, um, depending on who it is, you know, send a text every four days or something, depending. I don't really clock it like that, honestly. Right. It's just, it's with the flow of like reaching out to the person, but I feel like, you know, there's no real commitment in there. Um, you know, you're open to talk to whoever you want and things like that. I, sometimes I like to make it, um like to be upfront and say, hey, listen, I just, I like you, you know, I just want, I'm really just trying to get to know you. Um, and this is where we are in this moment. Um, I, and I am talking to other people. So if it's on the table, they know, all right, great. He's talking to other people. Um, even if she's not talking to anyone, at least I give the opportunity to exit. Cause that's, I feel like that's a, that's a, um, issue that a lot of people have, especially someone who's like, might be a chronic liar or or, or cheaters and things like that. Just give the person the opportunity to say, Hey, listen, this is where this, how I'm feeling. This is where I'm I'm at currently in the world. Um, you can accept it or or not. And, you know, if they want to accept it, then great, you can move forward. But, like, not giving that opportunity to, like, exit stage left if they want to is, I feel like it's, it's a big issue.
0: Yeah, completely. I agree. Um, I, first of all, I think that that's great that you you operate that way because it's, it's definitely appreciated. Because you come across, at least in my experience, people who aren't willing to do that versus... You know people who are um and i feel like i mean i think that when someone's doing that which is like you said like not communicating fully um what their intentions are what they're doing um i feel like that's just coming from slightly being selfish and you know wanting your cake and to it. you know what i mean like just being able to basically lead that person on um to think that it's something that it isn't and that seems to be an issue with dating um nowadays which is definitely not great but you know i think that like what you said whether it be man or female just being able to be honest and saying hey this is where i'm at this is what i'm doing and then giving that person the option to you know stay with it or they can go on and find something that they feel is more matching you know to what they're looking for Um, I feel like if people operated that way more with dating, then it wouldn't be as complicated as it is right now. Um, Because I just think that people are moving with the intention of like, this is what I want and I'm going to, you know, manipulate things in a way to get what I want without having to be completely honest. Um, Which which sucks, you know? Um, But yeah. I mean, dating is supposed to be fun, you know, and yes, I think exactly. that nowadays it's not always fun just because, you know, especially when, um, to kind of backtrack, like what you were saying about just being honest and, and putting things on the table. I think that at least in my experience or people that i talk talked to, like friends and stuff who they feel like the person, the guy might be really acting in a way that, um, Kind of just gives this idea of wanting to be in a relationship but then like you said like pulling the oh you're being crazy type of thing you know when when someone when that when the woman discovers something um that you know makes them upset because they were thinking that it was going a certain way so um definitely so, think that communication is is key you know and you have to communicate in a way where you're okay with hey you know what if you like that person, but you're not ready to commit, or you're not ready to just date them exclusively, you still have to communicate with them in a way where they can make that decision and you have to to be okay with, hey, that person might say, forget it, I don't wanna keep doing this. Um, and I think that could be an issue too, where people just don't wanna give that person up, you know? and that sense of like, if I tell them the truth, then they might actually not wanna be bothered anymore. Um, which is selfish,
1: but um... I feel like that's their, that's their comfort zone. A lot of times mm-hmm. it's like, you know, what they'll they know what this person has to offer. So they're going to try to, you know, be one foot in one foot out um, and kind of, you know, just kind of string them along. Sometimes sometimes it's a situation where the string them along until somebody, somebody better comes along or it's because the other person on the side is just allowing it. And they might not you know even recognize it sometimes for me, for me personally. Um, there's been times where I didn't recognize that maybe my, um, behavior isn't, isn't, it's, 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 parallel to how the person, um, was reacting towards me. If I'm not communicating effectively and the person's not saying anything, uh, but they're holding all that inside. And I think I'm this great boyfriend and they're not saying anything to me, um, then is that my fault or is that their fault for not communicating and speaking up about that? Right. Um, but then I, but I also take into account, all right well, who is their ex? Um, I've dated a, a good amount of women, um, who have, um, they've been in abusive relationships with a guy Would either like, they will speak up about it. And the guy would either, you know, physically harm them verbally harm them, um, or just kind of like dismiss them and nothing changes. So it's like, if I keep saying this, why speak up? But I feel like, you know, it's important to do some of that self healing yourself so that you don't bring it into the next relationship because a lot of time, because there is some guys who are willing to work with you and be patient and vice versa i'm not using gen, it could it could work in either way right. but there is some some but personally there are some guys who are willing to work with you um and you know and in the back quote-unquote baggage that comes along with you know dating smite who's come from trauma um but you have to be willing to like work with him as well and like you know just open up a little bit little by little and share like hey actually this is one of my triggers and you're currently doing it so Um, let's work around that, obviously communicating that a little bit better, but me personally doing the active work to know, like, you know what, I generally wasn't taking advice from the best people. And so it made me not the best guy. Um, (laughs) so then actually, you know, sitting and listening to somebody on the other end saying, you know, this is what, this is some of my needs. Um, and I feel like you're not fulfilling them but it's also about how you communicate. And if you say like, hey, you're not doing, um, my, my ex used to do this and he was so great at you doing this and you're up your ex, now you're kind of like demeaning me in a way. Right. Not, not kind of, you are. Right. Hey, <laughs> you know, I like, reflect on your ex like, all right, great thing, go back to your ex. Now right. it becomes <laughs> a having a regular conversation saying, hey, listen, honestly, um, something I would love in the future is that, you know, you just communicate a little bit Better through text messages and things like that, because even with text messages, we, we talk about social media, but even text messages have made dating more difficult. Because you know, you don't always know. You might you might perceive a just you might, you might reply to somebody just a letter K, like right, like I'm on my way. You say K. Now, what, what is K supposed to mean? Are you upset with me? Are you mad? Right. But no, I'm driving. <laughs> I see them send a quick K to acknowledge so <laughs> the fact that you know we're, we're moving. You know, so. Um, that's one of the issues with even text messaging and trying to get to know somebody specifically through text um, because you don't really don't know their temperament through text. You can't um, read through any lines as much um, or you might try to read the lines and then, you know, now you're assuming things that aren't even reality and then someone on the other line might be telling like, oh my goodness, this person's crazy for assuming, but, you know, it's just about effective communication and knowing the person that you're, that you're dating. Um, a little bit more difficult in the talking stage because it's so new and, and, and early um, and some people do have like are very strict and will cut you off like the, <laughs> at the, the side of one issue one red flag um i'm not really like like when the whole like you know craze about red flags came about I'm like oh my goodness uh there's there's too many of these red flags everywhere but um it's important to catch those red flags right and those things that might trigger you in the future are not always like well this person has great promise um so I, i'm gonna give them a chance but they literally are um, already, you know, talking down to in the first, like, or, 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 um, the big one, like, you know, you're, you're talking to somebody, trying to really get to know them for intentional dating. And then they immediately go to talk about like sexual things, like in the first day, Mm -hmm. that's a red flag that you should probably see that maybe they only want one thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But yeah.
0: No, that makes sense. Um, and then you mentioned like situationships as well. Um, which seems to be like a, a I don't want to say a trend, but it's definitely something that has become somewhat of a norm um, within dating. And, and I've heard stories of people just, you know, being in situationships for for years. Um, and uh, I mean, me personally, I feel like it's Definitely a dangerous place to be in. If you, it's different if, if both parties are okay with it because they feel like where they are in life, they just don't want, you know, that relationship, that commitment, and, and it works for them. But I always feel like in situations like that, it's usually one person is not actually enjoying it, or that's not what they really want. Um, so, uh, I guess what, what's your take on situationships like you experienced that, um, or, you know, what are your ideas on that?
1: Um, personally, um, I've experienced that a, a few times <laughs> in my life mm-hmm. and, you know, it, I definitely uh, hear you when you say like, you know, most of the time it's not a mutual experience. A lot of times there is somebody on the other end that thinks or is very hopeful that, hey, one day this other person will come around and will have the ideal family, um, which can sometimes lead to that person being a, in a situation and not feeling good about themselves or the, or the um, relationship. And they're stuck in that for like years on years, you know what I mean? So um, me personally, I think that, you know, if, if it works for, for you and your partner and, and you know, it's on the table and it's like, you know what? I don't want anything serious right now. I know that you don't want it. Maybe, maybe uh, I know a friend, um, they ended up being in a situation because um, the part, the, the guy was uh, just working full-time and his girlfriend was uh, in school full-time going for her master's degree. So she didn't really have time to be in a community relationship with him because he was getting a little frustrated that she had to spend so much time um, academically like with her schoolwork and everything like that. And He could he thought that, you know, she was going um, behind his back, cheating, things like that when it was little that she was just uh, focusing on like her projects and her work. So mm-hmm. they, as a team, decide like, hey, we're not best fit right now but i still want to be um committed to you i just don't want the title or the expectations to have to constantly like reach out and things like that is that all right so it worked for them and eventually they got married so you know what i mean it, it, they could kind of took a break um typically when we're thinking breaks um, you know, I've always said as an as an adult, like when people say break I'm like, that's kind of like high school stuff. Like you want to break right now and then to like well, go experience and then come back to me. It's like if, if you want to be with me, let's work it out together. Um, I haven't really um delved into the therapy, the couples therapy um realm yet. Um, but i know many friends that's worked for. Um, but honestly, I think that after a certain time frame, I think it's important to kind of like understand where you especially if you're the one who's Um, not feeling great about the situationship is to kind of like, all right, asking the guy, so what do you want to do? Like, uh, what are we doing? Like, and just putting that on the table. If he gets upset about it, let him be upset because you need some of those like hard um, conversations, those difficult conversations. Otherwise you'll be stuck in that situationship for another couple of months until you feel enough courage to get into that, have that conversation again and vice versa. Um, I know men who have been in a situation as well, who have been, um, you know, they've been dating the woman of their dreams and stuff like that. And they really wanted to be with them, but the woman wasn't ready for um committed relationship anymore and kind of wanted to still, you know, do certain do certain things, like mainly like sexual acts with the person, but also like just date date around to make sure to see if quote unquote she still has it. Um meaning still has it, meaning she's still able to flirt with other guys, go on dates, but she's not going to go any further than that. So, which I can understand, especially as you get older, maybe with somebody, you know, throughout high school and throughout, you know, maybe with somebody for like six years and now you're you're single. So you want to just shop around a little bit. Right. Um, so you but the issue, the issues that can arise on the guy's side, he's like, all right, well, she said that she's just not, he might feel a little bit inferior a little bit. Um, he felt that, you know, she's out just going on dates and not doing anything more, but at the same time behind, in the back of his mind, he's like, he's stressing himself out like, Oh my God, I wonder if she's doing, doing this or doing that behind my back. I don't know if I can fully trust her, things like that. Um, so that, that that's like, there's so many, like, all, there's all little nuances when it comes to situationships, but I feel like that in the end, there. It's rare for me to see like a healthy situationship um, because it's kind of like, all right, so what's the barrier that's keeping you from being together, right? Um, with a lot of guys, sometimes it's like, hey, I'm not ready. I want to go talk to other girls and mess around and not and not be, um, you know, held accountable for for my actions. Like, hey, yes, I was with another woman, but you're not my girlfriend. So what can you really say? something mm-hmm. like that but they want to still keep her around because maybe he's dependent on her she does his taxes or you know uses her, her car things like that and vice versa you know so um a lot of times I just kind of when I found myself being in constant situations just personally it was just because I didn't always want to like lose that connection I had with that person I didn't want them to move on mm-hmm. so it's like all right well I can't be with you right now because um i just use a specific situation um I was dating somebody and they were very their parents are very re- verbally abusive to them. Mm. So it trickled down to them trying to be verbally abusive to me. So I found that, you know, hey, I don't really, I was patient that understood the trauma. And, you know, I did that work, you know, all right, this isn't necessarily your fault. It's what you were raised to think is a norm, but I'm, that's a norm for me. I'm gonna need you to find ways to like cut that. But also, but not saying it that way, because you have to be, if you care about the person, you have to be understanding to their trauma and kind of like have that communication, like, hey, this, this happened when you, when you scream at me for no reason, this is how it makes me feel. But also even saying the no reason part, right? That's a microaggression. Me saying, me, I'm not, um, what is it? I'm kind of like diminishing your feelings because clearly you felt a reason f- to scream at me for this particular case. I might feel like it's really nothing, like, hey, sorry, I ate your mango. Like, <laughs> did you really have to like cuss me out for this mango? But maybe all day you were ho- hoping for that mango and I didn't communicate that i eat your mango. And, you know, maybe it was, you know, certain, certain things like that just really are all about, um, communicating but in situationship honestly like a lot of times it is the other person like hoping that um this can be resolved in one way or another and willing to stick out through all the um the red flags during that but hey honestly i don't think it, they, they, t- they tend not to work as much in my experience
0: mm-hmm. no i agree um it's definitely a, a risky thing to be a part of um and what else? I was thinking of another thing. Um, so I don't know if I asked you this already, but who do you think has it harder with dating today? Men or women?
1: i uh, have this question. Okay. So I was actually thinking this one <laughs> over. And I would say um, women. And honestly, for the most part, I think it will, to an extent, it might. I won't say, I'm not someone who doesn't live into always. I really don't love saying always, but I feel like it might be, always be the woman, uh, like, it might be harder for women, you know what I mean, because of all of the expectations women have from uh women in their circle, um, their um whether that, that's friends, um, it could be family aunts, mothers, grandmothers, all those expectations when it comes to dating. Um, then it's the society, societal norms around dating that women have to like kind of live up to mm-hmm. in, in some certain some, some cases. Um, and then it's just kind of like, you know, with and then it's men and this urge, not every man, but urge for them to you know, want a woman who's submissive, right? Which can can look a lot different in different ways, but I feel that um, sometimes, you know, some women, don't, don't, like a lot, in my experience, a lot of women will always say, like, I'll, I'll submit to a man when he shows me he can lead, right, um, which which I understand completely and which, which makes a lot of sense, but me personally, I don't, I'm not looking for anybody to submit to me, like, you know, right. I'm not, I'm not looking for that, I just look for a partner, like, you know what I mean? I, right. the, the only time that I understand the submissive part um would be you know bedroom okay that would be um or you know if the person's like just has a really dominant personality and like when it comes to their career or just like you know education things like that but um you know kind of like not like simmer it down a little bit like if you're just um and when i say simmer down i mean like you know if we're about to have dinner and we're talking about okay i want pasta you want rice and then you want to like say hey, this is why we need rice. We're not gonna have like, you know, just an aggressive, <laughs> aggressive manner like that. I'm like, all right, we don't need to be aggressive here. I'll eat whatever you want to eat. I just kind of want pasta, you want rice, maybe we can get an Uber Eats and split it and you know, do something. That's the kind of guy I am, this is compromise. But that's the only reason why I say like the submit part, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we don't need to be aggressive about this. But then that, then that's the, the case of like, is a submission or it's just, you don't want somebody who's aggressive or the quote unquote, um, when it comes to like black women and the issue that men are constantly, um, that, that constant debate of, um, I, I, I listened to like a really terrible podcast where these guys were like really trying to, um, you know, talk badly about dark skinned women. I'm not sure if you, you've heard I that podcast. I heard about that
0: one, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, um, you know, but I I, I cut that one off But I listened to Joe Budden, when he was kind of like explaining like, you know, what they were trying to c- come to or whatever like that, but they mm-hmm. had no point. They were just trying to like degrade black women. Right. But that, that's one of the things, um, you know, the stereotypes around, um, black women or specifically in their case like dark skinned women and how they're more aggressive or um and things like that mm-hmm. and me being a dark skinned black man navigating you know through like a professional predominantly white landscape and like understanding, like hey sometimes i i i might come across as the angry black man for no reason when i'm like literally like, doing nothing mm-hmm. like it really like irks my soul when, when people like do that but like black women into that that category um because you know it's not even you know not okay i'm trying to collect it to being submissive and it's not no it's just people having bad uh being racist let's just be real you know what i mean and stereotyping for negative ways but um that's sorry i'm kind of a tangent so but it's the harder part Mm -hmm. i I definitely feel like it's harder for women just because of some of those things i've i've just named and you know trying not to if they're they're too assertive or even if they reach for the check you know maybe they're you know being seen as you know differently and they they shouldn't do that and Mm -hmm. you know um it's, it's it's always like it's kind of like dimming their light for for a man like why or anybody if we're talking about same sex relationships you know any of these things can connect to same sex relationships like the whole thing around like dimming their light I'm like. Why? You know, if there's somebody who's really good at planning, like let's use dates, for example. Um, if you're somebody who's I love I love planning dates because I love um any excuse to like visit something new and try something new a lot of times. And dating dating's a great opportunity to like try new food, which is the best part. New food and <laughs> drinks. Um so you know, if the other person on the side that I'm dating like loves planning and, and knows a lot of great date ideas, I'm not gonna say, you know what, Shelve those ideas, don't talk to me about them because I have a vision for how we're gonna be dating and I'm gonna plan everything and that's that. And you know, society might be okay with that or might say, you know, a woman who's trying to help plan dates might be too assertive and, and you know, might be trying to be the man, quote unquote, the man on the ship. I'm like, I'm like we're, we're, just, we're just dating, having a good time. Right. Like you said, it's supposed to be enjoyable. If she, and besides the biggest part is you wanna make sure your partner is happy, right? Mm-hmm. So if your partner says, hey, um, I prefer, uh, like for example, like I've dated women who have, who've loved, um, you know, going to Mexican restaurants, right? Having quesadillas, a lot, a lot of things that involve cheese. I'm lactose intolerant. I don't want to do that. So <laughs> if I don't have the person's input or vice versa, if the person's lactose intolerant and I invite them to like this Mexican sport to go get ice cream, not not even caring to know whether, you know, their uh, medical history or any of that stuff, or even if they like ice cream in general, um, that could be an issue. Like I, I tried to bring somebody to Pinkberry one time. Um, have you been to Pinkberry?
0: No, I've never been.
1: So pinkberry is a frozen yogurt spot. Um, it, it got a little um, trendy or viral at one point or whatever. Someone, like, you know what? I'll try it out um, with somebody, and the person like hated frozen yogurt, and I hated it as well. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> um, so it's about you know just trying and experiencing different things and really knowing the other person on the side. But um, to answer your point, I definitely think it's it's hard for women sometimes because they have to um, you know when dealing with certain men. Oh, and the safety part. I didn't even get yeah. to talk about the, the safety when it comes into that. That's probably the biggest uh, piece with that. Like, you know, knowing that um, you have to keep yourself safe at all times, especially if it's like blind dates or first time dates, whether that's on meeting the person in person or online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's constantly, you know, there, there was a case recently, um, one of the, um, a pageant winner was found in her, like in the hotel with like a guy she like just met. She was in her 20s, He was in his 30s. Um, I'm I'm I feel so bad about not remembering her name. I'm sure you've probably have seen it. Um, but you know, she was found deceased and the cops came and they didn't even um, prosecute him or anything or like, you know, put cuffs on him and he was like, Oh, he sounded sound like a stand-up guy. Black mm-hmm. woman, he's a white man. Right. Yeah. And you know, and now her, her family had to like really fight for her. So it's like, what? All the all the all the um clues are here. Is right. it because she's young is it because she's a black woman is it because they met online like what what is it exactly um or you know seeing um cases where though a while back there was a case where um there was an unconscious uh the, the swimmer um raped this unconscious woman and he got no jail time because it would have affected his future you know things okay. like that so a lot of times like women just need to be um careful. take more care of like just be be aware and careful walk around with pepper spray. I don't know. I'm not looking to get pepper spray. That's why I make sure that the woman knows I'm not one uh, really of these kind of guys. So, um, yeah. but you no, know, safety is definitely important. And, you know, for guys too, that, You know, safety is important. There has been, I do know a couple of guys who have been like, you know, set up, you know, mm-hmm. they, they had are schedule a date, the woman set them up, they end up getting robbed, things like that. So um, it's just really about, you know, keeping safe. And, um, but it's, I feel like it's a little bit easier for men to keep themselves safe than it is for women. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think those are some of the barriers
0: no no no. i definitely agree and i was gonna say that like there's definitely i've heard stories of guys getting set up too so um as much as online dating is you know easier it's definitely you have to be careful like you said both sides men and women just being careful because you never know who that person is you know and what their intentions are and stuff so just being open but still being safety is the number one thing um and uh what advice would you give to um, a man and a woman dating today that that looking they're looking for love? What what advice? Exactly
1: would you give for love. Um, the first I would definitely uh, always say is like learn that person's uh, love language. Mm-hmm. And I know that's you know that that's kind of a, a trigger word, but I feel that you know it's very important to know what the person you're dating, who the person like what their likes are, the person on the side like who who are they as a person. You know, there might be some guys who, who, um, think that just, um, buying a woman, a, you know, Teflon, a few Teflon bags and and Fendi bags and she's good. But then there's the women who just want a hug and don't want all this materialistic stuff, but the guy's not taking enough time to find out her love language and vice versa. Maybe a guy, um, a lot of times, like, you know, he gives you his full attention six times out the week. And on Sunday, he just wants to be with his boys and watch football. But you know now, you know you're trying to maybe the woman's trying to like you know uh, be a part of that experience. But he's kind of constantly like pushing her out. But she's not getting the. Um, the hints or whatever like that, right? Now, that's building a, a little bit of a, a bridge between them because you're not learning your man's love language. And this is this is time to be in his man cave with his boys. It's a long time. He'll give you the rest of the six days of the week. Just give him a seven, right? So I think that's very important to know that person's language. Um, communication is key. I think, like, we spoke about that a lot, like making sure that you communicate with your partner and, um, you know, and not, and not taking it personally. Like, if your partner says, hey, where are you? Um, not necessarily completely think like oh they're they're clocking me. Mm-hmm. There's some partners that do that. Let's, let's be honest. Right. But maybe the person needs to know that you're safe and where you are, and making sure like you know hey do you want me to overeat you any food right now or oh maybe I'm close by maybe we can meet up and something like that. You know what I mean? It's not always um, you know I, I like to always say another another point would be like think best intentions a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're with the partner they're not your enemy, right? There's some people who are on full ships and they hate the person on the other side right so i think it's important to kind of like you know figuring out like where the disconnect is um it's harder when there's like pre-existing like conditions like for example if they're if one of the per- people in that relationship cheated so you're always you might always be upset at that person because of um that factor but it's like if you can't get over that and you didn't do the work to try to get over that maybe it's therapy maybe it's talking it through maybe it's um, you know, different types of things. And you, but if you didn't do that work and you're like, you're constantly reminding that man or woman that they cheat on you, maybe it's time to like take a break or, you know, maybe you, you will figure out like this isn't for me and, you know, to find someone else that is more compatible. Um, but I definitely think that communication is important. Um, I also think that, you know, building a friendship, um, is definitely the foundation because, you know, you, you tend not to want to, um, you know, Do bad towards a person, or your friend, or somebody you care about. It's a little bit different, like when it comes to dating. If you, which is weird, I think that if you're dating somebody, they should you should care about them just as much as a friend. You know, I mean, especially if you're dating intentionally. But um, there is a disconnect, and you know, there is many people who cheat on their partners and things like that. Um, But I feel that you know, if you build that friendship and that person is like your best friend or just a close friend like that, you're more likely not to want to harm them and do that. You're more likely to exit the the, um, relationship before you know wanting to, like, you know, make your person feel, look, look or feel stupid in any capacity when it comes to, you know, those kind of things. Um, I think those are probably the biggest uh, things for me when I think about relationships. Um, Compatibility is important, too. Um, But at the same time, as you know, opposites can attract, right? Um, But in those cases, to strengthen that uh, connection is where communication and uh, comprehension comes in, because um, for me, personally, example, like, I like... um, you know, sometimes I I've, I've dated people who are like it have similar interests as in me, like going to art galleries and museums and fashion shows and things like that. Uh, um, you know what I mean? But then, like sometimes we do have it might not always work out for you know a number of reasons. Maybe like there's not enough of a spark there. I'm like dating, I feel like I'm dating myself, so then I might go to somebody who's a little bit more on the um, the wild side, parties a lot, because I do don't, don't date people who like like to party very often. So maybe you know they, they they're giving me that excitement right on that side. Right, um, but uh at the same time or they, they're bringing me into different spaces that i might not always go to things like that but um the issue might be communication where it's like all right hey we're having a good time we might not agree on everything but with that these baseline um norms where the baseline norm meaning respect one respecting one another um communicating and like you know just thinking kind of best intentions and like if i'm out like what i how like a lot of times when i'm dating somebody i make sure like to communicate um when i'm out i'm representing you and vice versa, right? It's representation. So um, some people might say, hey, um, th- uh, they'll put me on that pedestal. And it's like, all right, cool. Then we have to take some steps back and like maybe some titles need to be retracted and, and <laughs> things like that. Um, but at the same time, always like, you know, I'm a reflection on you because when I'm out, if I'm dating exclusively and people see me like with somebody else, that might be a challenge, right? So actually um, that brings me to one of the challenges I have, like when it comes to dating, it's um specific one might be the dancing aspect, right? Um, are you Caribbean?
0: No, well, okay. I, I, yeah, I guess, huh? um, I have, um, uh, Grenadian heritage on my dad's side, okay. but yeah. Okay.
1: Perfect. So, um, when it comes to people with like, uh, the child I always have from dating, like African-American women to dating, like, you know, uh, Jamaican Americans or Haitian Americans, Trinidadian American <laughs> um, women, um, it's a dating, it's a dating piece, right? Because, um, as we all know like you know a lot of a lot of part of our culture when it comes to, like reggae music is grinding right? right or um you know daggering and all those other kind of things so to me i've always said that you know i'm not if i'm dating somebody exclusively like and you're my partner i don't feel comfortable with my partner um you know doing those acts like you know whether it's in front of me or by, or when i'm not there um and one of the challenges that i've had you know dating caribbean women it's like what's well, part of the culture that's who i am as a person you're trying to change me and, you know, and a lot of times, you know, if you, if you don't agree with somebody, they're like, you're trying to change you. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I always say that um, these are my negotiables or my non-negotiables, right? I always like to put them on the table. I don't like it being in relationship with a woman, uh, being in relationship in a, with a woman and she, you know, is, is grinding on other men. Um, I personally don't feel comfortable with that. So if someone on the other side is like, "Hey, that's part of my identity, and you're changing me," I'm like, "Hey, well, I'm not. I'm not in the business of changing people. If mm-hmm. you can't accept that, cool. We could be great friends. You're a great human being. Goodbye. Let's cut ties respectfully. Um, right. But also, but that that comes back to like, you know, when it comes to dating, like, no." put your negotiables out there right like what what can you negotiate on and what can't you if this person eating with their mouth open is driving you crazy but they (laughs) love eating with their mouth open now it's time to negotiate can we live together long term (laughs) or for all our lives with you eating with your mouth open I cannot (laughs) personally (laughs) um yeah those are a few things
0: yeah no that makes sense um definitely agree on the compatibility the like the honesty loyalty and just respect and um communication like we said a lot throughout this episode is like communication is a really big thing um that I I think that people uh should pay attention to more you know and like you said not just communicating but also comprehending as well um because uh, someone can tell you all day what they do and don't like but if you're not understanding it or taking the time to like consider it and you know, make some changes to respect, you know, what their non-negotiables are, then it's kind of pointless, right? Um, Having that, those talks and communicating what you like and don't like. So, um, yeah, overall, definitely feel like you dropped a lot of gems today. And um, I appreciate you, you know, sharing your experiences and uh, being willing to participate on the episode Um, do you have any you know last words that you want to say on this episode
1: yeah thank you so much for having me this was a great conversation Um, I hope to continue the conversation because this will never this is always going to be an ongoing (laughs) one Um, I would just say you know to lovers out there and people who are looking for love I'd say like you know never give up on it Uh, it'll find you Um, sometimes you have to kind of like do some of the work too, like relationships, uh, especially as you get older, you know, it's about a lot of it's about compromise, um, which I feel like we didn't talk too much about, but like, you know, definitely compromising um, in in areas that make sense for you and the person, right? So um, wish you all best of luck and thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Meditate